recorded for Pajak 95. Guess Billy, Anxiety United. There yes. he is. He's there. How, uh, how are you? I'm not too bad, man. I'm not too bad. I was thinking that this weren't going to happen this week. I've yeah. had a rough week. Mm-hmm. Rough week. I'm thinking of doing a video myself about it, like being ill. Yeah. Not know, not knowing whether it's an illness or anxiety that's making me feel worse. So, is do you think rough. that obviously because you're always hosting, do you think it's been a different thing about being on the other side, or have you been on the it's other nice. side a few more times? No, this is the first time I have ever done anybody else's podcast. Like yeah. I've done videos with other people and it's gone on their channel and stuff, mm-hmm. but you're the guy asking the questions. I like it. I am hopefully going to be asking a few questions. <laughs> I'm ready. But, uh, I'm ready. We'll see where it goes. Ow. Pulled my yeah. headband off. So, yeah, yeah. What, what, so obviously we said it weren't going to happen this week. Or you thought about it. What, what have you been feeling leading up to this? I had a rough couple of days, man. I don't know, just normal anxiety symptoms, but sore throat, runny nose, the COVID stuff, the yeah. symptoms. But when you've got anxiety, like you just escalate those things. So it, it becomes so much more than it actually is. Has COVID made it a lot worse? It did or... at first. I was, I was consuming myself with the news because it's on like 24 hours oh, a day. Oh, you can yeah. put Sky News on. You can put freaking GMB on Good Morning Britain. Yeah. And it's just all they're talking about. And I did that for the first few weeks. And I could mm-hmm. feel my stress levels rising. Mm-hmm. But then I just made a conscious decision. I was like, no more news. I just completely stopped watching it. And it kind of helped. But I was having crazy dreams and all sorts. I, I think a lot of people related. have gone through yeah. crazy dreams at this, this mm-hmm. point. I don't know what that is. I haven't. My dreams are I think crazy it's just, before this. It's just elevated stress, isn't it? It's elevated mm. stress. You've got more stress chemicals, adrenaline, cortisol running through your freaking veins all day long. Yeah. And then you go into bed and you just can't switch off. But I was researching sleep the other day. And apparently we sleep in 90-minute intervals anyway. So everybody sleeps for 90 minutes. And then yeah. you wake up. You might not wake up and be aware that you're awake. Yeah, but we sleep in 90-minute intervals. So perhaps if you're like, I don't know if you've had a busy day, stressful day, mm-hmm. and then you wake up after that 90 minutes and like you become more aware that you're mm-hmm. awake and then you have to try and get back to sleep again. Oh, yeah. Whereas usually you just wake up, maybe turn over in bed, fart, burp, yeah, yeah. whatever, you know, and then you go back to sleep and you don't even know. Like when you say that, oh, I slept solid last night. No, you didn't. You actually woke up loads of times. Yeah. 90 minute intervals. That's the way that it works. Yeah, that's why you have different dreams. Yeah, yeah, I've been having some crazy dreams recently. I was at a theme park, naked, wrapped in a duvet. (laughs) (laughs) And that was definitely a dream. It was a dream, I can assure you. I wouldn't have took a duvet. Wow, but you just on the naked bit. Yeah. Why not? I've I've had some weird dreams. Some dreams I probably can't even talk about. I've had dreams. Yeah, probably best not to. No, no, I won't. What, so like obviously you watch do you still watch the news or just scrap that? I watch it now and again. Like you can get enough of the information within like two minutes. You can go on the Sky News app, get what you need to know, mm-hmm. and then just on and with your day. Relaxes your time a bit. Because it's, it's yeah. It's like not the mainstream as well what it is as well, isn't it? Nobody actually knows what's going on. Yeah, but the mainstream media are blowing it, I'm sure, way mm. out of proportion, man. It's there's oh, something yeah. we ain't being told everything. Yeah, there's some of some going on. I've always thought about making a... Uh, I wanted to make a TV program called Good News News, where it's just yeah, news, good idea, it's man. about good yeah. stuff. 
Well, bad news sells, doesn't it? And that's why oh, they do no. it. Like Everyone's they hit on something. Yeah. yeah. I didn't want to offend anybody, so I'm using this mug today. That just, okay. Isn't that just a United mug? It almost looks like it says United when see it stuff. Yeah, because you, you can't really see the handle properly, can you? My wow. son bought me that for Christmas. Little fucker. Wow. Do you reckon he thinks that? Probably. I think he was trying to tell me something. Yeah. So yeah, let's let's talk about obviously you're on here and with Anxiety United, that's what you do. Your podcast. How long have you been going with that? So I started Anxiety United, the project. Because I've never known what to call it. Like it's not a charity, it's not an organization, it's not a non profit really, it's a, a project. Mm-hmm. Started it six years ago. I think it was in January. Yeah. And the reason that I started it was because I was in a way better place than I'd been because I've had anxiety now for I think 16 years mm-hmm. issues and I don't know if we go over my freaking history we Does it just should. go up and down throughout them 16 years or it, yeah yeah it's been like I've been housebound agoraphobic like that's the term for that when you're scared of leaving your own oh, okay, home yeah. some people are scared of leaving their own room like they'll just be confined to a room so I've been through that I was like that for I don't know six to nine months or so just didn't like I don't think you even knew because you were probably no, young, no, like no. 16 years ago and I yeah, was yeah. really good at masking it so like I could just talk to people normally and they would never have any idea how you feel my head is freaking on a spin cycle yeah so it's mad so I went through all my stuff and I made progress doing my own stuff like I had CBT on the NHS and hypnotherapy and private therapy but I managed to get myself to a place like myself. I did the work myself. Started Anxiety United because I wanted to try and help other people, like share my freaking message. And then, I don't know, the more I seemed to concentrate on anxiety, the more I was thinking about it. And then I started to feel it again. That works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think what, like that's that's the issue for me. What was the therapy like? So the first, because I was in such a bad place when I first went for therapy, I think, let me, I'll, we'll go back. Like I had, my issue started because I had a panic attack. Yeah. Like I was, I was stoned. Let's just get that out there. (laughs) I smoked weed. I was on, I was on my own at home Well, I had my lad with me, Josh, you know, he was about four years old and I was playing on the Xbox and I just had this mad, just weird, crazy sensation like my head just didn't feel right and then i started panicking like i'd never had never panicked before i never knew what obviously yeah, so it's all new to you. yeah yeah i knew nothing about it and it was horrific man I, I thought i was gonna die in that moment i just thought like this is it Whoa. i was like splashing water on my face drinking cold water i went outside i thought fresh air might help just to get rid of it yeah yeah to try and stop whatever was happening to me happening but it just, it didn't stop. It's mad. When I talk about it, I can feel it. Like that's oh, yeah. like, you never, you never you forget can... your first panic attack. Yeah. Remember what it felt, exactly what it felt like. It's horrific. I remember just lying on the bathroom floor. Well, before that I went into Josh cause he was staying. I was living at my old yeah. man's, mm. went into my son. He was asleep and kissed him on the forehead and just thought like this, I'm not going to see him again. Whoa. Like this is it. I'm, I'm out of here. That's how real it felt at the time. Jeez. And then I just lay on the bathroom floor, phoned my dad, told him to come home from work because, like, I don't know what the fuck's happening. I need someone to come and look after Josh. And that was it. And then, I don't know, like, that passed. Next day, I was... Oh, did you fall asleep sort of thing? 
Yeah, yeah, eventually fell asleep after like shaking for hours and going hot and cold and just all the normal symptoms of panic. And then the next day it'd be fine. Like I'd have a bit of residual anxiety, like Mm -hmm. thinking, what if that happens again? And then, of course, it would happen again. And that's where the issue started for me. It became a disorder because I was just experiencing panic. More and more. Yeah, yeah. And it became, I have a fear of panic attacks. Like that is what becomes of the disorder. You develop an anxiety disorder when you have a fear of anxiety and a fear of panic. So I, I noticed that Bo said in the podcast that you did with him that everybody experiences anxiety mm-hmm. and depression. Yeah. And that, that's true, like anxiety and nervousness, yeah. that's the same thing. Mm-hmm. But not everybody experiences an anxiety disorder. Yeah. And that's the difference between yeah, like but... you getting nervous for a job interview and me getting nervous watching EastEnders. Yeah, like, yeah. There's no rational reason for me to be freaking out sitting at home, but that's, it's a disorder because you experience a sensation and then you start to panic about it. You just add more fear. Yeah. And that's, that's the disorder. Is that what it is? Do you think fear, like the fear of something else, like everyone has the anxiety and you know, like say gets nervous, but no one's got the actual fear. Of it's, it the, it, it's the irrational fear of, for me personally, it's an irrational fear of physical sensations. Yeah. Like that's my issue. And it doesn't matter what I'm doing. Like I was agoraphobic. I couldn't go to the local shop. I couldn't do anything. I still, I don't go to supermarkets now, like 16 years on. Well, yeah, that's it. I watched the, I watched the video earlier and it was 10 years ago, I think. Mm -hmm. And it was when you went to the supermarket, Tallulah was in it and you went to the Yeah, I was freaking out. She had to get a costume costume for for World uh, Book Day. Yeah, that's right. She She was about this big as well. Yeah, yeah, it was pathetic. I wanted her to buy the John Cena one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure my brother would have had that one somewhere. Mm-hmm. But um, even like the, good, was rough. The, the thing that I realised about that video, like you say that I I kind of never realised because I wasn't around mm. you as much as she was, but she she mm. knew as well. She like was there. She yeah, was yeah, trying to help yeah. you at the same time. Come on, time. Dad, you'll be yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah. Well, she, she's grown up around it, same as Josh. Like he oh. was four four when I first experienced it. He's probably the best person that knows how to deal with me. Yeah, yeah. Like well, it's a podcast with him as well, I mean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's talked about it and like it's it must be weird for them growing up because it's never been normal. Yeah. Like yeah. I've never I've never been abroad. Like yeah. I'm freaking forty years old and I've never been abroad. <laughs> I mean I could have gone before I had anxiety. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why we didn't, but now it's just like major issue. You asked me about therapy. <laughs> That's where I was, I was going. What I was going to say that the first time it ever happened when you say you were lying on the bathroom floor, has there been a time where it's been like that again or the same? Mm-hmm. Or yeah, yeah, do you I know more that. about it. So I have, I still have those experiences. I had one of those on. It might have been Tuesday morning this week. I woke up and I thought I was dying. Like I didn't feel well. My vision was weird. I felt off balance because mm-hmm. I've experienced vertigo before, and that like vertigo is horrific. I don't know if you ever had it. What's vertigo it's like it's a dizziness it's a proper oh, okay. I've, heard, I've heard people talk about yeah that. yeah so like your visions rotate or yes. the room starts spinning and stuff like that so i've had that a few times i spent a week in bed because of it i gave up smoking because of it like that's how freaking powerful Whoa. because i spent a week in bed and i couldn't move yeah. so i couldn't i couldn't go out for a cigarette so yeah. after that week i just thought well, if i've done that I, I may as well not know i vape though to be fair yeah what was i saying yeah so i sat up in bed tuesday morning and i felt a bit of vertigo and i was like okay and then i started to panic i could feel 
I was getting really hot. I was started freaking shaking. Yeah. And then my missus was downstairs. She texted me and said, you're right. Do you want me to come upstairs? And I was like, nah, because I'd rather deal with that shit on my own. Yeah. That's the kind of way that I've always mm-hmm. done it. But the difference being like it only lasted a couple of minutes. That's the difference between the panic attacks now compared yeah. to 16 years ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I when know so much more now. I, yeah, I still, my immediate thought is still, I'm going to die within the next three minutes. Yeah, but that's, after, that's, that's after like after three minutes and I haven't died, then it's like okay, I'm not gonna, gonna die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's that's that's what I was gonna say. Then, like, do you ever when you you think you're gonna die, do you not think that? Hold on, it's been I've done this before. I'm not gonna die, but what can I do? Or is so, there anything you can do? You do in the aftermath, but when it strikes, it's really difficult. It's really, there are people that can experience panic and not react to it. But it's, it's one of the hardest challenges that you will ever yeah, face. Yeah. If you experience panic attacks, it's just like when it strikes. The key that's is it. to not, the key is because it's usually a reaction to a sensation. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's what sparks panic for a lot of people. They'll, they'll be in a position that makes them feel anxious and then yeah. they'll notice their breathing changes or they'll have a, a heart palpitation or feel dizziness. And then they add fear to that because it's like, yeah, because oh, they're noticing yeah, something different is happening to their body. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but the, the reason, that, yeah. the reason that those symptoms happen is because of the stress response, Yeah, like the release of adrenaline to your body. So mm-hmm. it's preparing you for fight or flight in it. That's, that's what it's about. Is that most of the time then would that be because, because I feel like that, I've, I've got that before, obviously, probably everyone has at some point, but is it the, the difference then, like you say, with the fight or flight, is yours a, a flight thing and let it happen? Because when I do it, if I feel like so, a, a thing like that, I don't know, I just use it. Whoa, okay. the, the fight or the fight or flight thing is that it's preparing your body to either, f- because it, yeah, it dates back to... Yeah, yeah. So it's to either fight the lion that's just yeah, walked yeah. out in front of you, or to mm. leg it from it. So that's it's only a it's a natural bodily yeah, yeah, response yeah, to stress. Mm-hmm. So I guess everybody's different. Some people say the freeze as well, fight, flight, or freeze. Mm-hmm. So one of those three things. That's what your body's preparing you to do. But yeah. the so the solution to to not is to not do any of those things. It's to just carry on yeah. doing whatever it was you were doing. So if you uh-huh. were shopping. If you get shot in, yeah, yeah. If you you don't want to fight because there's nothing to fight because you're mm-hmm. not in any real danger, mm-hmm. you don't want to flee because that there's nothing to flee from. Yeah, well, it also reinforces the thought in your head that running away from whatever it was that was making me panic has saved my life. Yeah, when that's not true, not true at all. Mm-hmm. Like it wouldn't matter if you were to just stand there and do nothing; you'll have the exact same result. Because once that adrenaline's in your system, there's nothing you can do to get, get rid, rid of it. it. No, you just got to let the time pass, and then mm-hmm. you will start to feel calm. Yeah. Like yeah. if you, if I guess the same principles apply for anything. If you're public speaking or going for a job interview, if you were to sit in the waiting room for, I don't know, ten minutes, you'd be nervous. But if you sat there for like two days, by the end of the two days, you wouldn't be nervous about no, it. No, yeah, that's you'd it. just be like, for, for Christ's sake, man, we get this out of the way. Yeah, that's what, like, I, for example, like, put you say, like, public speaking. So, oh, yeah. Christ. <laughs> that was nice. the postman. What, barking? <laughs> yeah, postman. Letterbox. Oh, no, it's a, we've got a dog one. 
<laughs> yeah, so like obviously working in a school, I will do assemblies and stuff like that. So I'm I'm speaking to mm. everyone, mm. and at first you might feel a bit like oh, but when you get halfway through, you just go, and it's just you ramble in there. It's like using excitement yeah, yeah. to be. Well, the the feelings of excitement are exactly the same as the feeling yeah. feelings of anxiety. You get you're doing your body's doing exactly the same thing. Yeah. So a lot of the advice is to interpret the anxiety as excitement, yeah. like Christmas Eve, and you feel those jitters. Or imagine if you won the lottery right now, how would yeah. you feel? You'd feel uh, you'd be like your body would just have an adrenaline dump. You would feel like crap probably. Probably be gutted because you could no shots open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But you'd that those exact same bodily yeah. feelings mm-hmm. would be the ones that I would have sitting here if I just had a moment of dizziness. Yeah. Like, we'd be panicking the same. It's just that because yours is a positive thing, yeah. it's not bothering you. But because there's no reason for me to feel that panic, Makes it that's what. Yeah, yeah. Can you die from it? Nobody has ever died from having a panic attack. Oh, nobody is it i can say that confidently that nobody has ever yeah. died from a panic attack yeah, yeah. so i don't know shall we go to therapy <laughs> let's go to therapy <laughs> so the first time i ever went for therapy it was nhs cbt and a lot of people talk about the waiting times like you'll make that so the problem with the the service and it's still the same now is if you're feeling anxious or you're feeling depressed or whatever it is you'll call whoever it is you'll call you'll call the doctor or the iapt service that's who runs mental health now and then they'll book you in for a telephone assessment which could be weeks down the line and then you have to wait for your cbt appointment which can be months down the line like i've spoke to people where it's been years down the line but the problem is is that when people make that call and when i've made that call in the past to the doctor or the iapt it's then that i need the help yeah because this kind of thing, like you asked at the very start, does it come and go? Like, is it up and down? Yeah. And the answer is yeah. But the issue that I've always had is that by the time it comes round to having CBT uh-huh. sessions yeah, yeah. or the or that in assessment, like you, you're on the road to feeling a bit better, and then you feel like you're wasting their time, and it's horrible. It's, yeah, it's like you just said about sitting in the waiting room, isn't it? Like you, that's yeah, what, yeah, exactly. that's exactly what yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So when they answer the, the phone, point, they might not even. That's the, that's the problem. The point of service needs to be when you make that call, because that's when people are reaching out for help. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's an issue with the service. So when it came around to my first CBT, like I was nervous about going to it, but I had this vision in my head. I was naive. I didn't really know much about it. And I expected to go into this meeting with this guy and he was going to say Spick magic shit. words. Yeah. 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 Sprinkle the magic dust water. on me. Spray the water yeah. on you. Yeah. And that was it. I was going to come out of those six sessions and just be like, okay. Mm -hmm. He told me something I didn't know, the magic bullet or whatever. Here we go. So it was, it was stupid. Like now looking back, but back then, like I had no clue, no clue that. Yeah. 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 Or did you talk about just how you felt and stuff like that? Yeah. You talk about how you feel, you like it's cognitive behavior therapy. So Mm -hmm. they, it's all about thoughts, replacing negative thoughts with positive thoughts and changing your behaviors. But like, it's something that I've always struggled with. The problem is, is that the NHS, that's all they offer. As far as I'm aware is like Mm -hmm. CBT, you can do counseling and there's a few different talking therapies, but it doesn't work for everybody. And that's the point. Like I'm six, 16 years in and I've had three, lots of cbt with the nhs the latest yeah. one was like i did it last year and it was all via the telephone 
and it just it doesn't do anything no no that you don't learn anything like there's only so much information that you can gather the the problem is is that people don't like to hear it but if you want to rid yourself of anxiety disorder you've got to get off your ass and get out yeah, and push yourself. yourself that's the only way yeah, yeah you've got yeah. to you've got to build enough evidence in your head to know that those panic attacks will not kill you it doesn't matter yeah. what you do because that's what we're ultimately afraid of is panicking maybe it's like embarrassing yourself in front of people mm-hmm. or but it's a fear of having a panic attack yeah. in front of people or wherever whatever it is that you're doing is it always oh it's not always in front of people though it's like you say sometimes you could just be sat at home yeah yeah that's it it can be at any time yeah. any time for me for me specifically like mm-hmm. out of the blue just here we go yeah let's have one so what like do you do you have it do you feel worse when you go outside or do you think it feels yeah, worse yeah. for you when you're inside no, no. Well, it's we. I'm weird. I'm a weird case, man. They should freaking study me because I, I have experienced most of my panic attacks at home. Mm-hmm. Yet, home is my safe place. Yeah. Like I, f- I feel comfortable at home, even though I've panicked more at home. Yeah. But I'm also like I'm, I'm okay with being in the car. Like I can mm-hmm. drive anywhere. I drive to Devon or Dorset or whatever, and I'm fine. But if you ask me to get out of the car and go in a shop, wherever it yeah. is then that's when my issues start. So I'm just a strange case. You know, you, know, <laughs> you know, and it's like you're going out. So you go into the shop and is it the worry of other people? What is it the, the worry of what people thinking or looking at you? Or, or so just... for, nah, for me, that would be like a social anxiety thing. Oh, okay. So there's like, yeah. there's like social anxiety, health anxiety, agoraphobia, mm. generalized anxiety, panic disorder, labels whatever you want yeah yeah so that would be more of a social thing but for me it was always like worrying about how i feel yeah yeah yeah. so i i I do it now like i go to my you know where the co-op is like you're two minutes away from it same as me so i go to that co-op and i drive to it even though i'm about 300 footsteps away from it (laughs) (laughs) i still drive to it and i'll sit in the car and like if i don't feel a hundred percent when i'm sitting in the car then i won't i just won't go in Mm -hmm. because i know that it's just going to escalate yeah yeah what sort of things have you like does going for a walk or anything like that help like if it was where nobody is or is there any things that you do that specifically help you to feel good like actually i spoke with some uh someone yesterday and he says about yoga and meditation yeah yeah i mean those things those kind of things do help it's just uh... It's strange. I don't know, like people that are really stuck. I, I consider myself as stuck in the rut because yeah. like nothing's really changed. I know I've made massive progress mm-hmm. from being housebound and that, but I don't know. I think the only thing that truly helps with my kind of issue is pushing yourself every day yeah. to not, not do yoga or nothing like that because yoga is not going to fix no, my no, mental no, health yeah, condition. Yeah, yeah. Like, because I could still have a panic attack when I finish yoga. Yeah. My issue is with having anxiety, heightened anxiety and panic attacks. So I need to sit in the middle of Asda yeah. and just let it happen. Sit, that's, yeah. the only, that's the only way that it's going to happen for me. But finding the motivation or the inspiration or the to desire to do it is yeah. another thing. So do you think like doing uh, your podcasts, do you think that's a, like a step doing something like that? Obviously, surely, if you're doing a podcast or a live stream, especially. 
So the live streams are complete. Yeah, it's different, man. I hate doing live streams. I did six podcasts maybe a year ago, maybe just over a year ago. And I was taking live calls. So it was like me and you are doing this now. Yeah. But it would just be me on video. And then I put my number on screen and other people could call in. So it was live. I had no idea who was calling in. Like didn't know what country they were coming from, what Mm -hmm. they wanted to talk about, their name. And I just take the call answer it live on youtube yeah. and then talk to him and that was probably the worst decision i ever made that to be hard work, yeah. it was rough man i think i did six episodes and three of them were a nightmare three of the episodes i was just constantly panicking and it was horrible but other people couldn't tell because yeah. i could just sit and like I look no different yeah. look no different at but all. inside it's going mental yeah yeah it's horrible i just want to click off hide the screen or do something was was did, was there ever like a thought of what if no one calls? Because obviously it's live stream. I didn't care about that. Did I didn't not? care about that. And it's weird. Like I I've never really because I know a lot of people they talk about like men not opening up and talking yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. But I've never had an issue with talking about my no, anxiety. No, no, no. Like I was making videos fifteen years ago on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I never had an issue with like just being honest about it. Mm-hmm. So. Do you ever take the key? The, there's like obviously positives from having it sort of thing. Like you, you would never be doing this and what you do now if it weren't for having. Yeah, yeah. I do. I, I do wonder like how different. And the way it help people as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't see the reason that I started the Anxiety United thing was to share my story, mm-hmm. and I've always made videos so I can look back on them. Like if I. I made a video on head pressure like last week. Yeah, yeah, I've watched that. Smart. The reason that the reason that I do that is twofold. Number one, it's so other people can relate to it and like, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. I'm not the only person that's freaking out. But then the other issue is so I can watch it back. So next time I get head pressure in six months' time, because uh, I will, yeah, yeah, I'll look back on that video and I'll be like, oh yeah, I didn't die. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's the key. It's like it's kind of like a journal. It's just yeah, like, yeah, online instead video of, journal. Yeah. Instead of reading it, I can watch myself and see how I looked and see how I'm aging horrifically. Oh, when, when I watched some of, obviously, I watched the one from 10 years ago. You look like, you look like you're at school. It's bad, man. It's bad. The very first time, so the, the reason that I started doing the YouTube stuff was because, well, I just wanted to share my journey, but like, this is going way back. There weren't that many people on YouTube when we started. Mm-hmm. And then there was a bunch of other people, like I got a friend in New York who I'm still friends with now. Yeah. And there was a guy in Ohio. Then we would like, I'd go and do something, do a walk or something. I used to walk to my post box. That was my thing. Yeah. And then I'd talk, like talk to my mates, Drew and Chris, and I'd say, look, you've got to go and do something now. So I'd get home, post oh, my video on the okay, net, yeah. and then they'd go out and do something. And they'd be like, right, now your turn. Go do something. Oh, and that was the idea behind Anxiety United was like, I wanted to build a community where people were yeah. just spurring each, each other, other on. Sort of. Yeah, yeah. To really push yourself mm-hmm. and just do something. I did hear as well. Have you got a book? No. Oh, I thought I heard you mention a book. I can't be asked to write a book. I've Everybody book. turns to books, man. Yeah. Have you? I've actually wrote a story and it's, I've got to write two more and they said they will publish it. It's... What's it about? Oh, it's a children's story. Oh, right, cool. Yeah, it's good fun. That's, like what, it. that's what I've used my time in, well, lockdown to do. Make, my, make intellect, 
my intellectual level might be able to handle a children's book. Yeah, it's not giving a read. It's quite fun. I, I read a story yeah. to a a story that inspired me. It was called Wiggles Button Wiggles Button Primary. <laughs> and mm -hmm. it's, it's probably like ten words a page. And now I like it. Yeah, it's good. I'm I'm using my lockdown time. Well, yeah, you're doing something useful. I tried doing live streams. That was my thing. Yeah, was, that's what I was getting on to. I yeah, like, the decaf like coffee the, morning, but... Too that much, a, man. Not a full thing. Too full much. Yeah. It was stressing me out too much. And I think, like, stress is a major trigger for me. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I can't always tell when I'm stressed because some things, like, just... It's like water off a duck's back, but it's not. I think some things stress me out more than I... Because I'm so freaking chilled out. I think it's the yeah, amount of yeah. weed that I smoked as a youth. <laughs> it's all still so, in there. Yeah, yeah. And well, I still use CBD now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Some things just stress me out. Like, I've been through some shit, man. I went through a divorce like two years ago. Yeah. I was yeah. with that piece of shit for 15, no, 13 yeah, yeah, years. Yeah. And then she did the dirty. And like oh, no. me having, like, that was a major issue for me because going from being in a steady family and not really making any progress because I was yep. kind of lazy mm -hmm. and she was doing everything. But then to go, I had to get my own house. I had to do my own shopping, do my own washing, bring up my daughter because she yeah. decided to move in. So that was a massive eye-opener, man. I've made a lot of progress in the last two years. Yeah, that's it. Wouldn't have done that before if that thing didn't happen, probably. No, exactly. I'd still be just doing nothing, yeah. just yeah. making videos, maybe going for a walk once a week or whatever. I used to go through phases where I'd really try and challenge myself, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. the motivation just starts to wear off. What it is, is like you'll go and do a walk or you'll go walking for like a week or so, and then you'll experience heightened anxiety because you're constantly pushing yourself. Yeah, yeah. And then you just get to the point where it's like, I just, I don't want to make myself feel like this yeah, every yeah. freaking day because it's horrible. But that's the point. The point is that you need to. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. you're going to keep doing this. And that's why I am still stuck. Yeah, you had a lot of people on the live streams as well that commented. So do you ever think, do you ever, like, whilst you're doing the live stream and then people have commented, does that ever make you feel a little bit better that there is other people that, that want your help as well? Does that make you really make any difference? No, it doesn't make any difference. I couldn't give a fuck what they say. <laughs> oh, no. It doesn't make any difference because it's not an issue with how many people or what no. it, it's like. It's an issue with how I feel. Yeah. So if I, if I start the live stream and I feel great, I can just carry on. But if there's a moment in that live stream or even in this while we're doing this yeah. and I like have a weird sensation, yeah. then I'm going to be thinking about that for the next 20 minutes. And it's, it's horrible when you know that like, I could just end it. I could just end the stream right now. Just run off. Yeah, yeah. I've had that thought so many times. Yeah. It's rough. I don't, I don't want that much. Your mug's a lot smaller than mine. You're Cessna, but every time I drink, my whole head gets covered. It fills your face, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's quite a good one. <laughs> nice. But as well, you've met Chris, well, met. You've had a podcast with Chris Kirkland and a I few other a, big, very big, with... big names. Yeah, yeah. There's, like, I had loads lined up. Yeah, this pisses it pisses me off with celebrities because they, I don't know, they say they want to do this shit. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll I'll tweet them, I'll tweet. Like I've got thirty four thousand followers on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. United, which is crazy. But I don't, I never get any interaction anymore. 
You've got loads of subscribers on YouTube, though. Thousands. About eight, 18 and a half thousand subscribers, but they don't watch my videos. So it's, it's, I don't know why they subscribed. Yeah, I'll tell you yeah. what it is. I made one video, maybe about three, four years ago, and it was the 10 most common anxiety symptoms. Yeah, yeah. And it's got 1.1 million views mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on just that one video. And that's why people hit subscribe. That's more and than celebrities. I know it's ridiculous, but it's taken a while to get to it. Yeah. But it's worth the money. But I, I remember when I made <laughs> that video. I made that video and I remember sitting at my computer and thinking to myself, like, this video is going to turn my yeah. YouTube channel around. Because mm -hmm. all I was posting before that was just crap. And then I posted that and then it took a while, but I couldn't believe it. Crazy. What, what even happens when it gets to that one million? Like, what does, does YouTube message you or something like that? No, nothing, just, nothing at all. Yeah, you know, like, you know, gold star on YouTube. No, nah, you just got to make yourself a star, print it out, stick it on your wall. <laughs> that's what well, I did. That's what I've I'm got work, like working towards. I think I've got like two and a half million views on my YouTube channel over my videos, but I only get like I do the podcast and that. The Kirkland one, I think, is the lowest viewed podcast. That yeah, I, I can't know. believe people wouldn't even. Everyone would know that name, surely. So. I don't know. It's a strange one. But see, the issue with I was getting on at celebrities, I like bashing celebrities. Yeah. Because I reached out to loads of them, like publicly on Twitter, and they'll all yeah. say, yeah, yeah, we'll do it. And then you message them or you email them, and you just don't get don't anything reply. back. Yeah, yeah. It's like they'll say, yeah, we'll do this, we'll help you out. Like Callum Best, I'm going to call people out. Denise Welch, I don't know if you're familiar with her. You know Callum Best, though, right? George Best. Oh, yes, yeah, I do. Yeah, sorry. Well, I it. Like, I've got ridiculous um, followers on Twitter, like Peter Andre, Gordon Ramsay, Stephen Fry. What? Freaking loads. Alistair Campbell, politicians, Denise Van Outen. There's loads. So they follow you, but know. they don't want to get on. Yeah, they never come on there. Like, I've interacted with a few of them in private messages. It's yeah, pretty yeah. cool, man. Like, oh. people from Coronation Street and that. But... <laughs> What do you say when you go to, when you first speak to them? Do you just, like, I, I, when I first done my, especially, like, my Instagram page, the messaging people, I would just ask them, actually. It's usually people that are already doing something similar to me or trying to do something that I've messaged, so you can kind of give yeah, them yeah. a little bit of help whilst they yeah. come on. But I wouldn't, I've only ever asked them to come on. We've, we've gone, there's only uh, the guy that I've done my podcast with yesterday, um, yeah, I've yeah. actually spoke to. Other than that, the rest of them just ask them if they want to come on, tell them they're doing good, and share, yeah. let's share each other's stuff, like sort of thing. There's not been a normal conversation. Like when there was me and this other guy, I, I think he was like retweeting a lot of my stuff when I first started the Twitter thing. So I said to him, like, do you want to come on board with it? Like he doesn't now. This was years ago. Yeah. But me and him, we used to just constantly tweet people like oh, yeah. asking for retweets and stuff like that. Cause Twitter was the thing back then. Like it's yeah. crap now. I think Twitter's crap, but that back then, like we'd just tweet Gordon Ramsay and say, Oi, big boy. Yeah. Retweet this. I, I messaged, um, I, the only person, the only celebrity I've messaged, I messaged Niall Fielding. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I said, yeah. uh, cause in, in the mighty boots, they do isolation song. So I mm -hmm. messaged him saying, you and Julian Barrett want to come on the podcast and sing the isolation song with me. Mm. But he never Mate, the only, read it. The only way that you'll get people like that is by asking them. So just yeah. 
It doesn't hurt to try, does it? It doesn't hurt to try. Imagine how many messages and freaking notifications they get. That's what I just thought. I just keep sending it in and realize. And then he might might have a message me saying, get last, man. And then that'll be enough for me. It'll be done. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You just want a response. I remember like when I first started the Anxiety United thing and Stephen Fry, because he's massive in mental health, like he's had struggles himself. Mm -hmm. And I remember tweeting him, asking him to help me crash the website because I wanted that much traffic that it was going to crash the website. And he retweeted it. He retweeted it because he thought it was funny. And then the website was just getting shit tons of traffic. And I picked up loads of followers off it. But... I don't that, that anymore. That's how it's going to get around, isn't it, though, getting a celebrity? Yeah, yeah, it helps, man. It helps massively. But then, I, like, with the Kirkland podcast, I thought that that was well, going to be... Yeah. I thought I'd get a, a few one. episodes under the under my belt, and then I thought I'll get somebody, Chris Kirkland, great. Yeah. Like, he spoke publicly about mental health, but shit all. Didn't get you, anything. You're my first celebrity on here, technically. Woo! So, yes! Representing, nice. man. Um, Problem is, I've got nothing to sell. I got, I haven't got a book out. I don't offer a program. That's what. That's another thing that really pisses me off. What's that? Like people just, people just want to come on and sell their book or oh, sell yeah, their, yeah. Especially with my stuff, because that everybody knows the cure to anxiety. That's what they all say. Yeah, yeah. But if it was that simple, there wouldn't be millions of people around the world that are struggling with anxiety. You know. Yeah, that's that's the issue. One thing that uh actually your podcast compared to mine is your editing is unreal i'm a master like <laughs> the the intro and the outro and well even the uh i was i watched the one that you done sent out to joe rogan oh um, yeah, yeah about billy and i showed that to abby and she thought jamie was in the room with you I was like, no, that's, <laughs> really? that's Joe Rogan. That was acting, mate. mate. That was my acting skills. I'm taking the credit for that. It's so good. The, the editing and the, whatever I've you, had so you do on there. People, people messaging me and people commenting on it saying, was Joe Rogan really talking about you? And I'm like, really? Like, come on. It doesn't it does know fit me. perfectly, though. It does, yeah. That's who you want to get on your podcast. Like I had to sit and, I sat and watched a Joe Rogan episode where he was talking to Jamie. And I just sat and watched it and waited for sound bites. And that's oh, how I yeah. found the bits that I was using. I've not seen that episode. Just talks to him. Is he, is he, is he on, a, on the screen or is he still in the background? He's on the screen a few times. Yeah, yeah. It's just Joe and Jamie. It's an oh, old one. It's an old oh, one. Yeah, if we're talking Joe Rogan, my favorite ever Joe Rogan episode is the one with Alex Jones, man. It's Alex Jones on his own. Him, Alex Jones, and then Eddie Bravo. Eddie, comes oh, in, that, like, that's... I've watched the one with them too. It's so funny. It's so good. Have you seen the, they, uh, I think someone's made an animated version of that one where Alex Jones yeah. goes mental uh-huh. mm-hmm. and his head's exploding. He needs because... the toilet halfway through and then he forgets he needs the toilet. Yeah, yeah. It's that, brilliant. I watched it again the other day. It's the only podcast I've ever watched twice. Oh. I watched it again. Brilliant. I've watched, I've watched um, Joe Rogan and Neil deGrasse. Probably I've never watched any times. of those. Yeah, yeah. I like uh, Tim Paul. He had Tim Paul on there the other day. Oh, that was yeah, I'm, I'm halfway through that one, and there's some some good stuff spoke about. There's one thing I even tried yesterday on Facebook. They talk about whistleblowers and stuff. I'm not even. Oh, gonna, yeah. I'm not going to mention the name because the name like, of the guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have the name. I have the name of my guy saved on my uh, phone on my internet because I was looking at it, but we won't say his name. No. 
but it's I couldn't, I couldn't believe it when uh, yeah. he said even if you type it in on Facebook it yeah, gets yeah. automatically removed so I did it and then asked my friends to check my profile and it done I was like what oh, oh no really way. yeah oh, you actually, actually did the... yeah I did it I thought whatever just give it a go so That's that was, it. You've been flagged now. They're watching your every move now, mate. Well, I, I was hoping it was. Uh, I'm trying to lure them into the podcast. They'll know. Yeah, me. yeah. Then they'll get watch some the publicity. YouTube video and, yeah. and then, even if they come yeah, to my yeah. house and try and get me, you'll have fifty thousand NSA operatives watching all your podcasts. That's that's what I want. Did They're on it now. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, uh, we haven't even like people see my logo as well, and uh -huh. no, nobody knows who it was created by. They love it. The wizard. This is the man. This yeah, is man. the guy who created my logo. Yeah. So your dad does magic with cards, but I do magic with computers. That's my yeah. skill. There, there is. Go on. I started web design, didn't I? Like that, yeah, that's yeah. my thing. That's my business. But the, re the only reason that I started that was because I needed to work from home. Yeah. Like yeah, because yeah. of anxiety. It's the only reason that I do computers, editing, anything. Mm -hmm. Photoshop is purely because of anxiety. So. Was you good at that so before anxiety? No, I didn't know how to do. I didn't know anything. What? <laughs> I was a I was car valeting and window oh, yeah, fitting. Yeah, cool. Sorry. No. Now you've never done computers. Now you're a master did, on I, the computer. Yeah, yeah. I'd worked in offices before, but never anything like I didn't know how to build a website. I just learned, self-taught everything, downloaded Photoshop, and just went, "Let's give it a bash." Well, it can be done then. Yeah, yeah. I'm my first. All my old videos were made with Windows Movie Maker. That was my. Oh yeah. That was my go-to. That's not even about it. now. I think is it. I've still That's got it. I've still got oh, it. Yeah. I've got an old version. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, we spoke about me using it, didn't we? Before before I started yeah. all this and. Uh -huh. I the only thing I done with that well I didn't I looked for it found it on the App Store brought it realized it was the instructions and how to use it. Brilliant. So Brilliant. I brought the instructions, but there is no Windows Movie Maker. Fantastic, that's what you want. So um, I could be a genius <laughs> on it, but it doesn't actually exist for people. Takes anymore. time, mate. Takes time. Years. Well, yeah. I've been. I think I've been web designing for a ten years. Did you create some it's... of the players on FIFA once? I did, man. I my name is on the credits of. Yeah, yeah. I think it's FIFA ten. It's either FIFA ten or eleven, and my name is on the credits if you watch it. Someone's got a that buy for 10, that's a lot. Billy yeah, Cross. yeah, we, we used to have a copy of it. I think Josh might still have it for his PlayStation 3, maybe, or it might have been 2. No, it was 3, I'm sure. Yeah, I think but it that was, was eight. That was ace. I got to edit the Blues team. Yeah, you did, made yeah. Them, made them better than they are. <laughs> did you ever, you should have picked, picked your most hated Blues player, if you have any, because you probably don't. Made them look properly. Loved them all. No, I remember, it was annoying because I, Remember, because you did like you do the 3D modeling. You know when you create a player on FIFA mm -hmm. yourself. Of course, yeah. But with with the editor, that's the online editor. That's what our job was. So yeah. you'd go on and make the players look like they're supposed to. And I had Cameron Jerome down to a T. Uh, but then once you'd submitted all the edits, there'd be reviewers. And I remember uh, reviewers could go in and change, and they changed it. And I was what? like, what? I know Cameron Jerome. I know what he looks like. I was so, so annoyed with that. Didn't does, do someone, it does someone do that for every club? Because some people really need to work on it. Like yeah, yeah. So, somebody the, makes the players. Yeah. Half of the Fleetwood team all look the same with different hair. <laughs> really? Well, yeah. maybe. So 
the thing is with me i don't know if it's changed now it probably has but you could request what teams you wanted so oh, i obviously okay. wanted i wanted yeah. birmingham i think i got i maybe got west brom i know i got shrewsbury and warsaw so they they were like my teams i think mm-hmm. ipswich as well was my other one so i mm-hmm. had control over all five of those teams so i had to research it get the put oh. the stats in for each player and oh you did photos. the stats as well yeah yeah but everything was then reviewed so if I yeah. couldn't put Jerome at 99 shooting, number one, because he's shit. And number two, <laughs> because nobody would have allowed it. No, I could no, have no. edited that. No, put him at 36. He's oh, crap. God. His pace was 100 or 99. But... Yeah. Do you still follow the Blues? Little. I do, I guess. Uh, yeah, I'm not so passionate anymore. I was going to say my favorite thing is UFC, man. MMA, I yeah, absolutely yeah. love it. But that was the first, I mentioned this to you the other day, like my first experience at podcasting, even though I had anxiety, it was like maybe seven years ago, I started a thing called MMA in the UK. It was before like, before Conor McGregor. So you didn't have everybody saying they know everything about UFC. Like there weren't a lot, there weren't a lot to know. And I was like, I had built a website, like reviewing different organizations, Cage Warriors, Bama all the UK stuff and the UFC. Mm-hmm. And I was interviewing people like even with anxiety. I interviewed cage rage, Dave, who's well known. Right, you know, yeah. He was wow. the owner of MMA. M- I can't even remember the organization name, but he was part of cage rage. He was the owner of cage rage. I interviewed Che Mills who was in the UFC at the time. So it was like mad because this was my passion. What? Yeah. Yeah. Che getting Mills. These guys on, like, like we are now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, it weren't video, it was just over call. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I had, yeah. like, I'd look on my phone, I had, like, Jack Mason. He was a, like, pretty well known in the UK, Cage Warriors. I had Che Mills' number on my phone. I was like, yeah. your mates. Yeah, yeah. I was getting invited to go and see UK events, like, free tickets, press yeah. pass, so I could go and sit in the press box and do it. But obviously, uh, I couldn't leave yeah, the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Did you I ever? got invited. I got invited to the NEC for a Brazilian jiu-jitsu tournament. Like I was going to be the the press guy for it. They sent what? me the like. They sent me press cards. I had T-shirts printed, and then I realised that I couldn't go. Oh. <laughs> I was like, "Shit, can't do it." No way. That's metal. Yeah, yeah. That was my big. That was my passion, man. And what did you, What did you talk to them about? Like anxiety like stuff. No, nah, no, nah, it was nothing to do with that. Yeah, it was it was purely MMA, like previous fights, upcoming yeah. fights. Because Che Mills was on a on a bit of a tear at that time, but it all went downhill after he spoke to me. <laughs> I don't know if I had anything <laughs> to do with it. Oh, no. I don't know where he is now, but yeah. And you still watch it now, obviously. It's yeah, on, it's, on, it's still on now, isn't it? As well, they've just that's the first sport back in it. They did an event Saturday. They was did one no, Wednesday. Was there fans? No in crowd. There? No, 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 I didn't think so. No crowd. They've got another event this Saturday, but it's been brilliant to just watch live sport, man. Oh, love it. Isn't the German Bundesliga back tomorrow? Apparently, it's supposed to be back. I don't know when it is. I didn't know it was that soon. Um, but I don't, I, know whether, I don't know whether they will, man. No, no. Will they? I haven't heard anything about it, but I just can't see, I can't see sports going back to normal. Not this soon. Too what, do you, what do you watch UFC on? Is it on... BT, BT Sport, so. yeah, BT Sport. Have to have a look. Yeah, the first time I ever actually heard, well, not heard about it, but got more into it was when you come round to mine and you said, you look like 
uh, Conor McGregor. Was McGregor, yeah, yeah. I and then like, you were like researching. Who yeah. is this guy? Who the like, fuck yeah. is that guy? And now my mum thinks it's me. She's oh, like, you look like that man so much. <laughs> Thanks, mum. That's not a bad person to look like. No, it's quite world famous. I think a lot of people look like him. When I first, when you told me that, so many people started Mm. to look like him. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the generic, generic look. Yeah, it is. He's the guy. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't, I like to watch it. I like watch a lot of highlights of it every now and then. I just like to see people punch each other's head in. Yeah, yeah. I remember like looking on YouTube years ago when I seen Tito Ortiz versus Ken Shamrock. That was my first experience. Like I'm talking a long time ago. Yeah. And then I just started searching the internet for UFC oh. knockouts, yeah. and that was like I seen it. I think I bought a DVD, probably from a car boot sale. That was like UFC knockouts. I've got to watch it. Whoa. And then I just became obsessed with this thing. Now I love it. I absolutely I mean, love it. I pr- prefer it to football, man. Yeah, yeah. That could be a, in your, when you're this lockdown, you should learn some martial arts. Might be I Might am be not there. flexible enough, mate. That's the key. I think I'm made of wood now. Like, <laughs> if I get my arm in a lock, it will snap off. Yeah, it might be all right though, because at least you won't get no, uh, you won't get the strenuous pain of them pulling your arm, because I'll just pull it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Like, you know, a frame disability. I think it's, um, Monty, have you watched Monty Python? I've seen a few of them. You know where he fights the Black Knight and keeps cutting his body parts off and he keeps wanting more? Yeah, yeah, I vaguely remember. That'll just be it's you. Been a long time. Just armor. <laughs> just armor. Sitting there. Wee. There is, there's some good UFC fighters out. There's one guy that, that caught my eye not so long ago was, um, uh, I don't know, he looks like an Egyptian bloke, Turkish bloke, and he does all the flips and kicks and jumps off the side of the thing and whatnot. Uh, I think it's called Michael. I don't know. His name not Mike. Is it Michael something or other? I don't know. I might be making that up. He's got long feet. might be. Long, long black hair. It's quite a tan bloke. I'll have to find out who he is. Yeah, you've threw me there. I don't know. Is it, I know Showtime Pettis does the Showtime kick where he kicks off the cage and spins yeah. around and stuff. There's, there's all good ones like that. There's some amazing, like the biggest fight that I've ever seen, or the one that's most memorable for me is Anderson Silva versus Chris Weidman. Are you familiar with Anderson uh, Silva? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was a legend, the GOAT, the greatest of all time, in my opinion. And it was like Wimbledon was on. That's how clearly I remember it. Murray was in like the, it might have been Nadal was on TV the same day. Yeah. And I just remember, because I'd always record UFC and watch it the day after because I yeah. had to stay in overnight. Oh, and just yeah. watching Anderson get KO'd by Weidman, and I just, I was in complete shock, man. It was like... Unbelievable, the greatest. I could not believe it. It was unbelievable. Spent like three days just like, did that really happen? Getting over it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? That's Same it. thing happened when Blues won the cup. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't experienced that yet. You probably won't. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, that is the only problem with like UFC boxing. It's on at stupid o'clock in the morning. I know. Yeah, um, I've I only ever stayed up once to watch it. it was George Saint Pierre versus Nick Diaz, and I was in bed oh, watching yeah. it on my phone. Like that was a long time ago. That's yeah, the only I've one I've ever watched. Stayed up for two. And... Conor McGregor oh, yeah. against Aldo and Conor McGregor against Alvarez. 
to yeah. when McGregor when McGregor burst onto the scene, or before he did, like he was in Cage Warriors, and yeah. I used to tweet. I was tweeting him because that was around the time of my. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah, right. he'd, he'd retweet my stuff and that, and I was like, yes, because I oh. knew of McGregor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'd had retweets of him, and then he joined the UFC and had that fight in Sweden. I think his first one was, and it was just like, jeez, like we're never going to talk to him again. Yeah, superstar. Yeah, that fight it. with Aldo. The fight before that, the one that he had with... What, Diaz, was it? No. Yeah? Not... I forgot the guy's name. Chad Mendes. It was for the interim oh, belt. Yeah, he, was supposed to, he was supposed to fight Aldo, but Aldo pulled out. And I was like, I could not believe that he'd managed to do it. I was emotional. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was emotional after he won that. It was crazy. That's how invested I was in... Yeah, yeah. Forward mode. And then I couldn't believe he did Aldo in like 13 seconds. Oh, that's it. And he beat Alvarez like in a stupid time. Yeah, yeah. Well, so that's Actually, the two that I stand up for. Thinking of the Aldo thing, because my old man would come down and watch the fights with me. Yeah. That morning, because you posted it on Facebook that McGregor oh, had yeah, beat yeah. Aldo. And my dad said, oh, I already know the result. And I was like, how? Uh, oh. Jack. Oh, no. So no spoilers. But there wasn't. There wasn't. <laughs> Much like it had started, and literally, <laughs> and then it was done, then it was over. So, I was been awake for so long, I might as well stay awake and tell everyone. I watched the uh, McGregor Mayweather boxing. Oh, yeah, I was excited for that as well. That was crap. That was, yeah, three pants. But the uh, got, you got beat by Khabib, yeah, I know. The Mark of didn't Khabib's uh. Dad or something died the other day or something like that. I'm not know. sure yeah. if he's, I know he's in a coma. It's a relative. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. I've seen the yeah, yeah, yeah. Sense from it It's sad, man. It's bad. And then uh, he had that fight with. Did he fight? Was it Tony? Didn't fight. Who was the guy he fought recently? Uh, Cowboy Cerrone. Oh yeah, that's it. Destroyed him. Yeah. It's just. It's crazy. It's a pointless. There's some, retirement there's some big. There's some big stars in the UFC now. It's not all about Conor McGregor. Like yeah. Jorge Masvidal. I don't know if you're familiar with him. No. He's he's on the rise. Watch out for him. He might fight McGregor at some point for the BMF title, the bad, baddest motherfucker. I don't know. Oh no! Did you see that? No. Yeah, Masvidal fought Nate Diaz, who McGregor yeah, yeah. fought twice, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that was for the BMF belt. They they made this new belt that was what? just for the baddest baddest motherfucker on the planet, and Masvidal <laughs> fucking well, Masvidal bust up Nate's face, and that's why the fight was stopped. Oh yeah. And now. I know McGregor wants a shot at the BMF belt. Yeah, and he holds he holds it then, does he? Masvidal has the the BMF, but they oh. said that it was just a one-off. They were never gonna the title was never gonna be decided again. Really? Like, yeah, he was the baddest motherfucker, and that's it. But McGregor wants a piece of that. He wants him. Yeah. Well, yeah. He ended up doing uh, Diaz, didn't he? After he lost to him. Yeah, it was debatable so. though, man. Debatable decision. It's a tough fight. I think them two could fight ten times and it'd be close every yeah, time. Yeah. And, apart from well, the first one. First it one is, it is interesting watching them just... It's amazing how some of the blokes get smacked so many times in the head and still just... Yeah, that fight... There was a fight at the weekend, uh, Justin Gaethje versus Tony Ferguson. I think they're yeah. the... Yeah, I think that's what I've got, seen the highlights for that. Yeah, that was, that was too much. Ferguson that destroyed. Yeah, yeah. God... Sometimes I don't even have after that. There are it was the lot. same the same on Wednesday. Uh, Glover Teixeira did the same thing to Anthony, Anthony Smith, is it? I think his name is. He got destroyed. Absolutely destroyed. It's, it's not good. 
Looks like I don't it need hurt. to see that. Yeah, just a bit. Yeah, I don't think I could take up that one. But it's mad because it's come such a long way. Because like back in the old days, there were, like when the UFC first started, there was no weight restrictions. Oh it yeah, it was just everybody was just in. You it's could have Butterbean like, versus McGregor. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a guy called Taylor Tooley. Like if you have a minute after this. Check it out. I think he fought some French guy, Gerard something. I can't remember his name. He might have been French. And it's like the guy is huge. But the other, I can't remember who it was. It might not be that Gerard, but he kicks him square in the head while this Taylor Tooley's on his knees. And you see his teeth come out of his mouth. Like that's, that was real (laughs) back then. It was rough, man. No weight limits, no time limit. So you just punch no, each other? No rounds. Yeah, yeah, it was just... Submission or nothing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think so that it's would come be a long way. Submission. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'd rather be tapped out than knocked out, surely. Uh, it? I don't know. It depends how long they're pulling you around for. Well, you can just tap, can't you? That's my plan. I'm going to get into the UFC. Ref says go, and I just tap. <laughs> Done, finish. Yes. Let me out. Finish my career with no knockouts. Yes. No yeah. losses, no wins. Yeah. Oh, we, would, you lose? would it be a loss? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you'd lose, but that's all right. You tapped. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> and you'll be famous. Exactly. And that's, you'll have more than 18,000 subscribers then. Possibly, possibly. Who knows, man? What is, what is, what's next for uh, the podcast then? Are you, you going to tell? Well, to be fair, this... This ain't gonna be released for a while. So. Yeah, good point. I've got podcasts. I've got podcasts upcoming. Like you, I just reach out to people every now and again. Like I've done a. There's been a bit of a dry patch where I haven't done any, but that's because I haven't felt great. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. Like I don't know what to do with the channel. Like I've, I'm always in limbo. Like with you, you just it's a podcast. That's what you're gonna get. Yeah. But with mine, like I, I do the info videos where it's just like a voiceover. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not on it. And they get like 200,000 views. And then I'll put one with me on, sharing my story, and it'll get like 200 views. Yeah. And it's like, oh. But it's my channel. So like, yeah. that's what I'm doing with it. But I, don't, I never know what to do. Like, I've tried podcasting loads of times. And I'll stick with this one. Just yeah, sharing yeah. people's... Like, the idea is to just share their story. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to be celebs. I want people that like really struggle with anxiety. Yeah. Because that's, that's the key to it. Mm-hmm. Like it's not. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to promote a cure or sell a cure. Just like want people just, just share what they what they've done, what they've been through. Yeah, yeah. Well, that the feedback that I get on my videos is that people love them because they can relate to it. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's the point. They can relate to the stuff that I talk about because I'm so open about it, and they know that there's no sell coming at the end of it. Like buy my book. It's just yeah, yeah. Yeah, he hasn't got a book really. No, I haven't got a book. I don't intend to make a book. I don't intend I know see the issue with me is I never want to make money from people's misery yeah, yeah, yeah and that's what it is like I fell for it when I first started struggling I bought this thing that was proclaimed to be the cure for anxiety oh. like everybody needs to do this I spent like 120 quid it was back in like 2005 2006 and it was just crap really Did nothing. no nah, no nah, not really it's the same so I've got two books and they've got flowers on them. If anybody is struggling with anxiety, right, these are the two books that you need to buy. Self-help with your nerves, or whatever it's called. I Sorry, nerves. Yeah, self-help and essential help from your nerves. And it's Dr. Claire Weeks. 
I don't know if you can see it. My yeah, yeah, I can say focusing. yeah. That seriously, those are the only books, or one of them, that you will need to understand mm-hmm. that, like, you've got to. Firstly, you've got to accept the way that you feel, like yeah. with your physical shit. Mm-hmm. If I feel dizzy, then I have to just accept it. it's anxiety, it's stress, it's the response. And then you've got to learn to just float through that shit yeah. instead of reacting or like people put rubber bands on their wrists, flick them, or they'll do mindfulness coloring books yeah. or they'll yeah. splash water on their face. Or some people do like the, the point is to do nothing and then just allow it allow it to happen because it makes no difference because the secret to it all is that you're not in any danger yeah like it's irrational whatever anxiety you're feeling like it's irrational Mm -hmm. we could do this me and you could do the same thing i will feel anxious and you will feel normal and that's that's it it's only because of your mindset it's because you're not freaking out about it like we could both do the exact same thing yeah yeah but it would be a different outcome yeah, yeah. Well, no, the outcome would be the same as long as oh, I don't yeah, run away. Different, yeah, yeah, yeah. Different heads. That's the oh. secret. Wow. It's been I don't know though. what else to say. I don't know what else to say. How long have we been going for, man? We have been going for one hour, 14 minutes and 45 seconds. That's reasonable. That's reasonable. It's a wrap-up time. Is it? I think I think we've, we've spoke and you've got a lot out there. Do you think... Like, I don't know whether, like me speaking, to, like, I've done three podcasts recently with three different people that have mm-hmm. said about, uh, spoke about mental health. Obviously, yours is a lot more in-depth. I would, like, obviously, your experiences through yours, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the other the bloke I spoke to yesterday, his was a different kind of anxiety. Mm-hmm. So he goes deep into that one. Uh, with me, mm-hmm. like, speaking to these different people, do you think having a heads up, like imagine if I read that book as well and went through your podcast, yeah, yeah. having a heads up of knowing what's to come, if things like this was to ever happen to me or to other people, that it would help more knowing. So just comes. My, this is interesting. My opinion was that like it didn't really matter because like I've learned so much about anxiety and mental health and it's not helped me really. Yeah. But my son changed my opinion on it because like I think like he was saying in the podcast that I did with him, like he knows so much more about it. Therefore, like he's prepared. Yeah. And if he, see, if he sees other people struggling with it, because he's like, he's an advocate for mental health in schools. Mm-hmm. Like kids should be taught not just how to deal with it, but how to recognize and help somebody mm-hmm. else. That is. Like, and he convinced me it's a good idea because like he's experienced panic as well. Yeah. But he's not, he's not developed no disorder, maybe because he knows so much about it. Yeah, so, I think it's that's what I've been thinking recently. Yeah, yeah. We'll see where it, where it leads me. See where it takes you, man. I want to learn more about it. So. It's so important. It's important it's now, isn't it? Like a yeah, lot of yeah. people, like everybody, whether they're hiding it or or whether they they show it. So, do you know anybody? Do you know anybody um, other than me that struggles with anxiety openly? Um, I know. So Abby has. Oh really? When like a long time ago, and she, she subscribed to me or what? I don't know. I'll have to answer. <laughs> she probably listens to me right now. She's uh, so she she's had a therapy and stuff like yeah. a long time ago, and she's she's definitely there. She has thoughts about whether people whether even sometimes it might be 
whether she said the wrong thing or yeah, whether yeah. she's doing the right. She's really conscious of yeah her actions but and thoughts. Yeah, I try and put my mindset on not onto her, like not trying to force her to do anything. But hopefully, if I say positive things or, or make it reasonable for her to understand, then it will help uh-huh. with whatever she's however she's feeling. I'm sure there's plenty of plenty of my friends, plenty of people that I know that have been. It's amazing, me. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, anything that I do, like if I, because I have clients, new clients for my business, web design stuff, like because they come to the house usually for the meeting. Like I won't go to their place. I used to, but I've stopped doing it. But they'll come here, and like one of the first things I'll say to them is, "Look, if I start freaking out, like I might have to get up, get a drink or something, because I have a bit of an issue with anxiety." Ninety percent of the people that come round say, "Yeah, same here, mate." Like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not just that it's fine, that they experience it as well. Yeah, oh, okay, or they yeah. they definitely know somebody that has. Yeah, it's yeah. scary. It's alarming. Everyone It's knows alarming to me. Definitely. Especially now, because my issues started with stress, and we haven't even talked about what caused it. But I'll forgive you for that. But, okay. like, the amount of stress that people are under now with this lockdown stuff, like, yeah. that that's what scares me. It scares mm-hmm. me that because the services aren't there now they weren't there already for people that are struggling yeah and my issue started with stress and i've spoke to so many people that have like developed panic attacks and anxiety disorders because of stress like the situation that people are in with not having money and not being able yeah, to go yeah. out work and not being able to socialize and see relatives like it's it more stress on people than yeah, yeah exactly let alone because have, having an anxiety disorder yeah, no, pre-anxiety, I'm talking about people like you and people, yeah, like yeah. other people that don't experience anxiety because I knew fuck all about it. Like, I, I weren't prone to anxiety. I didn't have a history of anxiety. Like, I felt nervous doing school plays and stuff, but yeah. I'd never had, never experienced panic or anxiety like that. It just came out of the blue because I was stressed. And that's what scares me about the current situation in the world. Yeah. There you go. I'll see what they do about it and what goes on in the future, I guess. They'll vaccinate every last one of us. And we'll have our brains implanted into a virtual machine. <laughs> oh, God, that's so... Like, some people... Like, I don't know if you, that was a joke or not, but some people no, believe that. The, yeah, yeah, well, Bill Gates has just yeah, patented yeah, yeah. some 060606 thing or something. Something that's to do with it. Isn't that a sign of the devil? Yeah, yeah, it's the devil. That's the number of his, his patent. I think Tim Hall on that Joe Rogan podcast actually called Bill Gates the devil. Lucifer. So, oh, yeah. there you go. <laughs> We're going to get shut down right now. Oh, well, never mind. Good job they sent live. It'd be taken off. Well, well if it weren't for Bill Gates, we would not be doing this podcast because we're using Microsoft Windows to run our computers. Oh, yeah, good point. Okay. Windows. Yes, West Side. Thank you very much. You're welcome, well, mate. It's been good fun. Enjoyed it. We'll have to do this again sometime. Yeah, we will. I'm sure there's so much more we can uh, go and talk about. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. And anyway, it doesn't always have to be about anxiety or exactly. It can be, it can be about anything else. Well, I'm a big conspiracy theorist guy, man. Okay, I've got a few. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna. Before we leave, uh, obviously, we want people to carry on watching anxiety and follow anxiety. Man. Let's turn that 18,000 subscribers into, into, into 20. Million. No, just 20K would do. I did a video. When I when I got to 10,000, I did like a montage video. 
and oh, I'll yeah. do the same when I get to twenty. Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go. I want to get. I want people to follow Pubjack ninety five. Subscribe. If I get to ten thousand, I have got so many outtakes. Oh, really? Oh, Already? Yeah. Loads. <laughs> the amount of times I've sat in here. Just you realise silly videos. You, you just don't need to edit any of this. It's been so smooth. Oh, this one is amazing. We've oh. nailed it, mate. Yeah. Nailed it. What well, was yeah, going to so, say? So, oh, I was going to say, I'm going to send people to this video anyway. So this yeah, yeah. this podcast is going to be your most viewed, I assure you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm so going to make sure well, of it. <laughs> well, the dog keeps walking around the background. That's what people yeah, want to yeah. see. Don't worry about it. I did watch. She's, think... she's on next week. Was it? A, I don't know if it was an old video or was it the most recent video of the dog's facing? Right at the start, yeah. yeah. This taping. Yeah, I tried to bring her in. Come here. We'll end with this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> nah, shit, this is what I'm going to leave you with before we go. go say big conspiracy theorists. We got two, go so I'm going to leave you with the theory. Wait, am I am I allowed to respond to these, or are you just going to leave me to think about them? I'm going to leave you to think about them and bring bring your answers back to me. Okay, hit me with it. Ready? So you've heard flat earth? Yes, of course. The the new one. Well, I don't know how new it is, but it's new to me. Is the the hollow earth? Yeah, I've heard of conspiracy that there is another uh-huh. set of beings living within the earth. That's one of my favourite ones. And the other one that I really like is that Paul McCartney is dead. And on that bombshell. We'll leave it right there. Thank you, Anxiety United, Billy. Yeah, man, check me out, anxietyunited.com. Like, I've got a website with loads of resources. If people want to learn more about anxiety or... There's mindfulness shit on there and guided meditation. Check it out, man. Do it. It's all free. Love it. We love free stuff. Subscribe to Podjack95. Oh.